Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why yeah, we're, we're doing so smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. Mindfulness makes it harder for us to separate what was I experiencing versus what was I just thinking about. I'm Art Markman. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, mindfulness and memory. One of the things that happens when you engage in mindfulness is that you are, you are staying in the moment. And when you stay in the moment, one of the things that you may not be doing is really paying careful attention to which information that's coming in is coming in from the outside versus which information is, is coming in from, from the way that, from things that you're thinking. That is, if you just if you just allow yourself to be aware of what's happening, you may not actually be aware and keep separate the various sources of information that exist. Hmm. And and so here's here's an interesting study. They had people engage either in a mindfulness meditation technique for a while, or they had them write about time management which is one of these kind of control conditions that gets people thinking about something that has no useful impact on their life whatsoever. <laughs> the, it turns out thinking about time management is a waste of time. Um, and so, uh, and so, so what did they do? They, um, they, they, they had that. So they had people do mindfulness or this, or this time management thinking. And then uh, they, they gave them a memory test involving what's called the Dees Rodiger McDermott paradigm. So there's a guy named Deese who discovered this and then it was rediscovered by Rodiger and McDermott later and, and, and it's become a, a, a thing that, that gets used in a lot of studies. And, and what you do is you give people a list of words that involves the top 15 associates to some other word. So the classic list is the top 15 associates to the word window, meaning that when you hear this word, you're likely to think the word window. So sill and pain, P-A-N-E, and, uh, uh, you know, words like that. So, <laughs> curtain, curtain, <laughs> curtains for you. And, uh, and so you, you think about these, so you hear, you hear these 15 words, and then after a delay, you're asked to recall the list. And what you find is generally speaking about 25% of the, the time uh, that you get one of these lists, you, you misremember having heard the target word. So you hear this list and about a quarter of the people who hear it will misremember having heard the word window on the list. And this, this thing works so reliably, you can do it in a class demonstration. I've done this in a cognition class. You show the whole list one at a time for a few seconds each. You make people sit for 30 seconds. Then they write down all the words. And then you ask them, so how many remember the first word on the list? And a bunch of hands go up, you know, and, and you show them, you just show them the words. So this was the first word. This was one of the middle words. Here's one of the last words. Then you show the word window. And like, you know, 25% of the, the, the hands in the room go up. And then you say, well, here's the list. Find me the word window. And everyone goes, <laughs> now, here's the interesting thing. You do this mindfulness meditation before you do the, the, the test, and you're more likely to misremember having heard the word window. And, and the idea is that, that basically it, you, are, you are not doing as good a job of separating what it was that you actually experienced versus which things were just part of your thoughts. Because of course, the way this technique works is that, that you hear all these words and they're associated with the word window. So at some point you start thinking, 
window, right? Because, because you have all these associates. And if you're not really paying attention to what was it that I heard versus what was it that I just thought, then you end up misremembering the word. So, so there's, so what this suggests is to the, to the extent that you are engaging in these kinds of mindfulness thought patterns, you may actually be a little bit less good at separating what is the stuff I experienced versus what is the stuff that I was thinking about. I mean, to the extent that you feel that it's important to, to monitor and keep track of experiences that happen to you versus things that, that come into your brain in, in, from other sources, then, then you may end up being actually less good at that. Which, you know, is is I mean maybe that's overrated, but it's but but you know we we do like to know you know what did I say, what did I experience, what did I hear from someone else, where did this come from? I mean that's that's something that that is information that's often valuable. That what's called source information mm -hmm. is often something that we we like to hold on to. Is it an overinterpretation of that to think that if you do have that, you know, lesser ability to clarify what you actually experienced and what you thought about? what you experienced, that you will sort of increase the valence of things that you experience that are negative. I mean, we'll seem more negative because you'll remember things about them that didn't really happen, but in, in the opposite direction as well. Hmm. I mean, things will seem more pleasurable because you'll think things about what you experienced that are now you didn't actually experience, but they're associated with things you experienced. And I, you know, it's an interesting question. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure that anyone's done that set of studies mm -hmm. yet. But it, mm -hmm. but certainly to the degree that you end up incorporating into your thinking both uh, what you actually experienced as well as the things that you were thinking, and yeah. that that all becomes part of your memory for what actually happened. Yeah, that can certainly influence what you what your retrospective experience is mm -hmm. about about things that happened to you in your past. Yeah. What's interesting is about 25% of people will misremember that target word if, you know, without the mindfulness technique and that jumps to about 35 or 40% when when you've when you've done this kind of mindfulness. So most people right? don't make this error. So mo most people are not actually making this error most of the time. And more and people make it when, when they try to be mindful. When when yeah. they when they engage in that mindfulness meditation. Yeah. It, it's, it's like any other tool in a toolbox that you want to use to make yourself a better person. That tool needs to be used in the right place. Next week, we'll talk about the psychology of not being able to step into the same river twice with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. You can subscribe to the podcast of Two Guys on Your Head on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review while you're there. We'd love to know what you think of the show. Our engineer was Jake Perlman. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and I produced Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas. <laughs>